indeed. Gulp, 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 gulp. Gulp, indeed. Gulp, indeed, like some fish. <laughs> Gulpin is a Pokemon, actually. What generation is that? Uh, Hoenn, so I think that's third generation. That, wait, is that like, <laughs> that's Ruby yes and sapphire that's ruby and sapphire <laughs> oh i feel so goofy starting on pokemon talk <laughs> i don't know why i did this um yes um welcome to black and animated we're we're back in blacker than yes, ever. yes that's right this is the first episode of the season hello everyone <laughs> We're, we're back. I just in, realized that you said we're back at black. How does a delayed reaction? I'm sorry. That's funny. As ACDC uh, once said, we're back in black. Yeah. Back in black. Hi, everyone. I have um, a shirt that says back in black on You're it. listening to Black and Animated, not Pokemon. Or ACDC. It's black and animated. Or ACDC and animated. Oh. Yeah. I am one of your hosts, Way. And I'm your other host, Bree. And, and together we make Breeway. Breeway. Way. Breeway. Breeway. I like Breeway. It's like you're saying freeway, but not correct. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, we've been gone for a bit, and now we're back. Yeah. We're going to tell you what's up Yeah, in the industry. That's right. And today on this B&W episode, we're going to be talking about ponies i'm staring at a pony on wayman's desk right now yes it's very cute it's a little unicorn i don't what's what's this unicorn's name i need to see i, I want to know i never gave it a name oh do beanie babies have, oh they Pixie. come with names oh okay so uh this is irrelevant everyone but i have a beanie baby unicorn um and i did not know it came with the name they all <laughs> come with names for at least half a year <laughs> this is pixie at carnivals, I ride Ferris wheel, then play some games and eat a meal. My birthday <laughs> oh is May 26th. Well, speaking of May 26th and birthdays, this has nothing to do with that. I'm just trying to get back on track. We're here to talk about Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Why are we talking about this film? Because it's important. It is yeah, it is pretty important. And it's it's a very wonderful, beautiful, amazing film. And I'm sure everyone has seen it three million times already. I've seen it three times. I've seen it twice. And I think there are lots of people, like Wayman said, that have seen it 45 million dollars of times. Yes. Just give all your money to the people that made Into the Spider-Verse, like director Bob Preschetti. <laughs> It was made by Sony. <laughs> Sony Peter Ramsey. Pictures, animation, Rodney, and directed. <laughs> Phil and Rodney again. Okay. Yes, that was <laughs> beautiful. Yes. Shiun Kim. Mm, yes. Character designer. Uh, production design, Justin K. Thompson. Yes. Yeah. We've recently, um, Spider-Verse, like, swept the awards at annie's and it's winning a lot of awards it's a really good film everyone should go out and check it out what is the annie's oh well since i did mention it the annie's is an award ceremony uh created by asifa hollywood asifa is an organization in different parts of the country and all over the world really um that uh, purpose is to uplift animation um and 
Yeah, uh, the Annie's is kind of like the Oscars, but Mm -hmm. specifically for animation. Yeah, that's right, guys. We have our own Oscars that they don't tell you about. (laughs) But we're going to be more mainstream one day. Yeah, I mean, check them out. (laughs) It's usually in February. um, First week, first weekend of February, right? Usually usually next to the Super Bowl. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, yeah, whenever you, I mean... Just check out Asifa Hollywood and check out Asifa East too. You know what? Check out all of this, all the Asifas. Every faction. I think there's a like a Midwestern yeah. uh, division of Asifa as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Into the Spider Verse swept the Annies, and it also won Best Animated Feature at the Golden Globes recently yeah. as well. And it's really putting feature animation on a, on the map in like a whole different level mm-hmm. when you think about it. Um. But let's get into a little bit about the people who kind of brought this creation to life. Specifically, like, the writing team, I guess. Mm -hmm. Because I remember people being very blown away when they saw who it was going to be, who's, like, in the writing department. Mm -hmm. And uh, Phil Lord? Yeah. Most well-known for, in recent news, Lego Movie. Yeah. But back in the day... Clone High. Clone High on MTV. That was a show that I didn't watch ever as a kid, because I think it was a little too mature for me. I don't think I watched it. But I saw it. I definitely saw it as a kid, but I watched it in college. (laughs) And I loved it. Such a great show. Um, Yeah, so Phil Lord and... um, and Rondi Rothman, who I think is also, we mentioned, is a director. Um, and I guess <laughs> we should say the directors are uh, Bob Perichetti. Perichetti? Perichetti? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's how it's pronounced. Peter Ramsey and Rodney Rothman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think Chris Miller is also a producer on the film, I believe. Right. Miller is also part of the Lego movie team, correctly. Yeah, that's why I wanted to mention, because usually when you hear Phil Lord... It's like Lord Miller. You also... Yeah, exactly. They say it together yeah. like that. Right. Um, yeah. And... Spider-Verse is adapted from the comic. Yes. Called Spider-Verse. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an adaptation of uh, the Spider-Verse comic... And, um, gosh, I feel like every, all the information is like falling out of my brain as I'm talking about it. Um, but, uh, the story, the, the film mm-hmm. adaptation follows a version of Spider-Man, Miles Morales. Mm-hmm. Peter who, Parker? Never heard of No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Peter Parker's in this film, of course. But, mm-hmm. um, it follows the journey of Miles Morales, uh, who is originally created by Brian Michael Bendis and Sarah Pacelli in 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, and Miles is a uh, young black Latinx kid, um, kind of just starting a new, at a new school. Um, I think I'm going into a plot more, but um, really... Miles is just, he's just a kid who's just trying to find his place. Yeah. And... I guess we can go into plot a little bit now mm-hmm. uh, about what the like little synopsis of the film, because uh, we will assume that you have seen this already if yeah. you are listening to this. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't, uh, we don't want to tell you to not listen to the podcast, but it'd be really great if you went and experienced the film for yourself. Please do. Please do. It, maybe it's playing at like a dollar theater or something new year, because mm-hmm. I near near you, because mm-hmm. I think. 
at this point, um, the film is has been out for it's been bit. out for a while. Yeah, it's I been believe. at least two months now. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, quick plot. Um, like I said, film follows Miles Morales, a uh, young kid about fourteen. Yeah, maybe fourteen, starting out a new high school when all of a sudden his life is turned upside down when he's bit by a radioactive spider. Mm-hmm. Yes, and he. Um, it turns out that this spider. Um, it, in this occurrence is from a different dimension and uh, a dimensional portal is being forced open by the notorious Kingpin and because of this uh, five other spider people was it five or four or six? I can't uh, remember the number. Yeah, it's five spider people in total in addition to Miles. Okay, so yeah, four other spider people have been um, uh, catapulted into Miles's dimension and um they together have to stop kingpin from uh continuing to use this interdimensional portal device mm-hmm. uh or it will shatter miles's dimension and the rest of the spider people will because dimensions are basically collapsing on each other and kingpin is just trying to bring back his well not bring back he's trying to <laughs> in this in miles's dimension kingpin's family uh wife and son have died um and they're also heavily disappointed in him yeah for they, being they died a, ashamed of him yeah they, they, they died ashamed <laughs> of him so he's trying to bring uh or take a version of them from another dimension that is not ashamed of him and doesn't know that he wants to kill spider-man yes exactly and is a crime boss i'm assuming they don't know he's a crime boss but i mean look at him yeah for real <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. like i feel like i mean i feel we're kind of falling off the plot. I mean, we basically said the plot. Um, I mean, they're trying to thwart. Basically, they're trying to thwart Kingpin and his plans. And yeah. do they do it? I and guess. All, and all maybe the other and all the other Spider people, uh, Peter Parker, Gwen Stacy, um, Spider Noir, Spider Noir, Penny, Penny Parker, pa- Penny Parker yeah. Peter Porker, Peter Porker, aka Spider Ham, Spider Ham. Yeah, they're all trying to get back home. Yes, gotta get back, back to the past. <laughs> and Bye. um. Miles, just becoming a spider person himself, is trying to uh, gain or uh, grab hold of his abilities, you know, trying to, like, figure out how he can be of help in saving the day um, because he has made a promise to his dimensions, Peter Parker, who Who was killed killed in the beginning of this film, that he will thwart Kingpin. Mm -hmm. And he's trying to prove himself. And um, that's basically the entire film plot yeah, wise like in a in like the gist of it yeah just to go over a quick summary to refresh your brain yeah that was for crazy. those that are listening that's effectively um, crazy yeah so what'd you like about the film Ooh, there's so many things i liked about this film first where do i start okay first aesthetically oh yeah let's talk about the aesthetics of this film so comic book aesthetic i want more of that okay yeah. thank you <laughs> it's so it's so refreshing to see um, such a, a differing approach to 3D animation in feature film. It feels like in this day and time, um, and it feels like this is changing, but um, a lot of 3D films, you got your Pixar's and of course Disney, you know, they're basically the same thing. Anyway, a lot of <laughs> films try to have this like uh, realistic approach to their animation which is like, okay, it's cool. You're getting like really realistic. Oh, look, that water looks like water. Wow, that's great. 
but I'm thirsty looking at it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you just we're you're we're missing this. Um, just it, it always brings to mind uh, something that a professor of mine said um, back in college, which is why is this animated? Yeah. You know, like if we wanted realistic water and such, like why not just find water? Yeah, if and if, videotape it. If it could be done, like if you could film this with a real person, then why are you animating it? You know, mm-hmm. and that is that isn't to say, like your animated TV sitcoms aren't good or anything. Because I mean, there are lots of normal looking things about family guy or Mm -hmm. bojack and you didn't really need to make that a horse or you didn't really need to Mm. make that an animated white man in a town you could do it live action right but there i mean sometimes yeah sometimes i just feel like i mean going it's okay to push it yeah exactly it's okay to push it and i feel like um with things becoming more realistic realistic as time goes on that is great technically and um it's just appreciated when uh you try something else you have fun with it yeah you're having fun you try to stylize things and that is what is very refreshing with seeing this aesthetic um and a little bit more about the aesthetic uh what makes it different from those uh 3d films that are like trying to reach a more realistic uh type uh, aesthetic Mm -hmm. is uh it's reliance on or it's um where it's based off of which is i think you said earlier comic books yeah it really bases a lot of its design aspects off of comic books and not just like well older older comic books i wanted to say it really it's a it's a love letter to the the comic medium yes and it respects it and adapts it for film in a really brilliant way that honestly hasn't been done before Mm -hmm. like i can't think of another movie that looks the way this film does Mm. i mean i guess paper man is close but that was um in the terms of uh, superimposing uh, 2d elements on top of cg elements in order to kind of get that look and feel to it but spider-man took it to all another spider-man spider-verse spider-verse spider excuse me no (laughs) Spider-Verse took it to a whole new level. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Spider-Verse uses uh, things. Uh, the things that it takes from comic books are things like um, halftone. Yes. Um, having like a slight halftone texture to uh, characters and uh, environments. Um, using panels and page turns as mm-hmm. uh, transitions. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like using a lot of like actual comic books, showing the comic book and showing the panels and captions and putting things in captions and putting... Uh, text on screen mm-hmm. uh, as if it's like uh, the characters saying something or word balloons you know things like that what, what is that called when you have um like the little lines on something emanata emanata there yes. you go yeah a lot of emanata uh which is uh expressive lines for actions or like to uh emphasize emotions like if someone's shocked they'll probably be like three lines coming from their head or if someone swings they'll probably be a curved line that's like following that fist to to show the action and they use that a lot um the letters when um there's a moment when miles is swinging Mm. um he goes and it shows the letters like big and bold like falling following behind him yes which yeah. parallels to another moment where he's falling off, uh, about to like crack his butt, basically, and he's going mm-hmm. ah, and you see the the letters A H H H H H just trailing <laughs> behind him, and it's really yes. great. It's moments like that that 
Street, speed lines, like, all that stuff. Yeah, that give it it's this um like very very good comic book feel. And also the animation style. It's um it's a little like maybe slightly alarming at first when you see it because like I feel like people are so used to seeing that super smooth mm-hmm. everything's on it's a little, it's a little, it's a little choppy <laughs> yeah, but like it's choppy, choppy um like the like the the frame the frame counts are deliberate because hmm. if i'm not mistaken uh throughout the film they switch their frame counts a little bit yeah like they go from ones to twos i think to threes at some point and then yeah. back to ones it definitely feels like, like they, it starts at on threes they do they <laughs> do it very much like they boop, pick their frames deliberately they, they pick their frame counts deliberately right and that whoever was timing that like they had to be on it and they knew exactly what they were doing mm-hmm. it worked out so well yes yeah very well um because for those of our listeners who don't know um in animation terms um 24 frames equals a whole second Mm -hmm. and uh you can typically kind of cut back on that um a little bit because if you have a full 24 frames of animation doing a whole second that's typically known as ones Mm -hmm. if you have two like two frames going every time that's two so you so you make your frame count like 12 for the 24 i believe Mm. yeah yeah and then it kind of keeps going on and on like threes and fours and whatnot and different shows have different frame counts. A lot of like TV animation typically is on twos. Um, a lot of anime is on threes and fours sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, um, until you get like crazy Sakuga for like that's on ones. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Sakuga me is a term that's used over here for just really fancy animation, guys. Weeb, bless them. So weeb. Mm hmm. Um, yeah, so I'd say, yeah, aesthetic, definitely something that I loved about this film. Yeah. What's another thing? Uh, the, the, the color style, like the color styling of the film. Yes. Like, um, I was looking through the art book that you have. Mm -hmm. Get that art book, guys. It's really beautiful and very inspiring. Um, just a lot of the color keys and using, uh, proper color tones to, to, have like certain moods when you need it mm-hmm. and also the vibrance of new york and miles's universe is just so like it feels lived in and the different varying uh character design shapes the people was really fun to see mm-hmm. i don't know it felt like it was just really nice that kingpin design king kingpin's design love it so much. is one of the most stylistic it's definitely I, one of the most it's very most, stylistic most stylistic I yeah feel like, he, other he than spider ham but he, he yeah mean, even he sticks out way more than spider ham even he sticks out way more than anybody else does mm-hmm. in universe but it kind of works in a way there was something that i read about um in the art book mm-hmm. in it, um, about kingpin's design where uh, they were trying to the reason why they made him so big. I mean, he's of course a big yeah. He's boring, this for, foreboding figure that yeah, like towers over everyone that way, he's but powerful and has money. Yeah, the way they um, made him so like squarish and boxes with like just a tiny head in the middle of the box um, is because uh, it, it was kind of in relation to how he's opening this portal and he he is kind of like this. Like, as soon as you see him on frame, mm-hmm. he kind of takes your attention. Yeah. And it's he they describe him as, like, this black hole 
that is just like sucking up all the intention and is like yeah your eye your eye your... goes directly to him the yeah. moment he walks on screen yes and it's just like that and that you're like portal. what yeah. what is this it's kind of like it's very it's very much connected to the portal and uh, connected to his character and how i guess terrifying he can be <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i love uh when he gets out of the car when they're um staking out the alchemex lab mm-hmm. and it's just you see him get out the car and <laughs> you're kind of thinking how does he fit in there? <laughs> this car is huge, and this giant man just walked out of it. Mm-hmm. How big are the doors? Oh, man. But you kind of don't wanna, care. It's because <laughs> I yeah you don't even I haven't I didn't think about that at all. I kind of want to like look at every moment that he's in a car. Or when he walks, or when he walks through um, the door at his uh, at Fisk Tower or whatever mm-hmm. near the end, the he's got like these goons that are hanging outside the door that leads to the elevator to go down to the collider. Mm-hmm. The, el- the door elevator door is freaking huge, and he's just walking through. And I'm like, <laughs> what? Like, the things are but definitely again, built around. You don't it, really yeah. care. Yeah, that's so true. That's they very make, interesting. they make the environment work for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you want to talk more about aesthetic, or do you want to talk about some, some themes that we liked? Um, I want to touch on aesthetic a like, a little bit more mm-hmm. i wanted to bring up that for the different spider people i really enjoyed just making them their own thing and very unique yes some got a little more love than others mm. but i enjoy the different stylistic choices to make them stand out from one another yes. to, d- to clearly show like this is this person is not from the same universe they're cl- clearly from another dimension you know mm-hmm um spider-man noir i think was one of my favorites out of the uh, (laughs) other spider people Mm -hmm. like nicholas nicholas cage as a voice actor for that (laughs) was perfect casting Mm -hmm. because nicholas cage is just so weird Mm -hmm. and spider-man noir is just having this existential crisis over a rubik's cube because he's like i don't understand what colors are (laughs) everything in his life is black and white Mm -hmm. (laughs) so Yes. It's great. <laughs> I have to agree. Like, a lot of the voice casting, since you, you kind of, like, started talking about it a little bit. I said catting. <laughs> a lot of the voice casting is great. Like, all the voices are, like, mm-hmm. even... I, don't, I didn't mean to say even, but... Um, Shameek Moore? Yes. Fantastic. For Miles. Yeah, he... Tom Holland, who? Never heard of him. Shameek <laughs> Moore is my Spider-Man. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like, all the voices, like, just fit so well for the characters so like i guess you know shout out to casting yeah. for that Casting's yeah. great mm-hmm. let's talk about the themes about in this themes. movie that we liked or and or disliked Ugh. um believing in yourself and not being pressured about great expectations being placed upon you yes and do things your way and it'll you know what it kind of goes into you can kind of parallel Miles' struggle to just like getting getting to that point you want in your career a little bit. Oh. Because certain people are at a certain point already doing the same thing that you want to do. Mm-hmm. And 
to some degree, those people that are ahead of you, they expect you to already be where they are. Mm-hmm. But it takes everybody like a certain amount of time to do it. Everybody gets to where they need to be in their own time. Mm-hmm. And for miles, it's they're ex- 24 hours. For miles, it's 24 <laughs> hours. But they're... But... <laughs> Movie movie magic. Don't worry <laughs> about it. Don't worry about it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just thought about that now. How it kind of parallels to mm. like rising up in your career, just not even career, just doing something that you really enjoy. Yeah, and kind of being weighed down by the pressure of your peers because yeah. they already excel far better than you do, mm-hmm. and you want to get to that point, but you have uh, maybe fear of moving forward anxiety about like taking that next step and you don't have someone you can confide in mm-hmm. all these things and kind of like a teenager in general anyway because yeah. this is just a this is a coming of age story about finding your place yeah it's so, definitely yeah it's something that i like made parallels to um which uh, basically uh, connects to what you're saying is like uh it starts with him you know starting at a new school and kind of trying to leave the school like get out of the school because he doesn't feel like he fits in because it's, it's like the smart kid school basically air quotes smart kid school yeah and he just feels like he doesn't belong and he wants to be he's like i belong he with the people. people yeah he he wants to be where he knows people and um this whole film is kind of has a relation to like basically what you were saying like trying to fit in and trying to prove yourself mm-hmm. um and it's uh, so many themes that are such a theme that connects to a teenager yeah yeah because who knows where i go from here yeah so we have the theme of uh, coming of age of course um do we want to talk about uh this this i was gonna say this movie really pays attention to family relationships as well um it shows them very strongly Mm -hmm. uh, especially in miles's um uncle aaron Mm -hmm. who is played by marshall 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 ali marshall ali Ali. yeah i think so known in being in moonlight and i believe isn't he in luke cage as well oh isn't he probably <laughs> i haven't seen luke cage i also haven't seen moonlight but i know he's in moonlight i haven't seen moonlight either and everybody says moonlight. it's so good it won the oscar it did so <laughs> uh, miles has a strong bond with his uncle aaron because his uncle is a free spirit like him basically because mm-hmm. miles loves art mm-hmm. and uncle aaron kind of shows him a creative outlet for his art using tagging and graffiti and like making stickers and throwing them up all over the city mm-hmm. and his dad is being a cop he's kind of like no 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 you know he's all about you know following the rules and making them straight and narrow but not necessarily to wreck miles is fun um his father just really wants his son to be the best he can be and to excel. Mm-hmm. And Uncle Aaron also wants him to to excel. However, those ideals kind of clash a little bit mm-hmm. and lead Miles to kind of confide in his uncle a little bit more because they're kindred spirits in that same way. Mm-hmm. You know? And just kind of showing those moments where 
Miles is talking to his father while he's all tied up in his uh, room yeah. through the door, or, or rather his father's talking at him and just trying to be like, you know, I want you to be the best, and I don't say everything I'm supposed to do, but, you know, you got the spark in you, and I just want you to... I want I you see to... see the spark I see the you. spark in you. <laughs> it's like, you're going to do great things, and I, and I know you can. Mm-hmm. He just really needed to hear that. That's something that... Like, validation is something that... Like, you don't need to feel validated all the time, right. but validation is good to hear, especially as a teenager going through just a bunch of random stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Especially as a kid where you don't feel like you can relate to someone. Yeah, it's just, it's good to know, and this, the film does this well, it's good to know that, like, in life, there's going to be really tough stuff thrown at you, mm-hmm. and um, you're going to be attacked by a lot of crazy things that you don't expect to be attacked by mm-hmm. um and maybe you do even expect to be attacked by it but um it just comes at you but you know you can make it through you can really you can make it through and um just as long as you try to be the best that you can be or at least you be the best that you can be i I'm guess i'm gonna get the organ at church and be like say it again <laughs> preacher be the best you can be <laughs> amen amen, amen. <laughs> get yeah. a fan like old lady in church <laughs> yourself. like yeah yeah preach <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um gosh i feel like there was another well talking more about his uncle aaron too like that was just a pivotal emotional thing to have to go through dealing with death yeah dealing with death twice in the span of 48 hours yeah spoiler alert um there there are two deaths in this film the death of miles is peter parker Mm -hmm. blonde peter parker yes and then his uncle aaron who basically is his catalyst because every spider-man character has it um for gwen stacy it was her peter parker for uh the peter parker we know is uncle ben mm-hmm. spider-man noir uncle benjamin <laughs> uncle benjamin yeah i don't think spider-ham mentions his spider-ham didn't yeah penny mentioned her father yeah and it's just that was a moment where i cried really hard in the theater i cried very hard twice mm-hmm. yeah this death is just something that everyone has to deal with and especially again as a child scene that is mm-hmm. very traumatic two people that you look up to and admire just basically died before your eyes mm-hmm. you wanted to be like them you wanted them to like you and you wanted them to just like they were your everything mm-hmm. and now they're gone yeah so it's kind of like you know what you don't necessarily have to be like them you can be better and be your own person right it, it's kind of like that hero's journey moment yes you know where um what is it where the hero basically descends into their lowest point mm-hmm. and um the kind of like father figure or like the elder basically dies and then they have to rise up based when the hero goes down into I think they said like metaphorically hell or something like that or the underworld. Right. They, they go said, to hell they, and back. Yeah, the hero goes to hell and back basically yeah. and then they rise up from it. 
basically rebirthed and renewed. Mm -hmm. And this was Miles's catalyst for that. Mm -hmm. And the moment where he, <laughs> his uncle says, I failed you. Or, or no, not I failed you. That That's too dramatic and too <laughs> anime. He said, I let you down, man. And you said you're the best of all of us. It, It's just really heartbreaking because Aaron also wanted to make sure that his nephew had a really good figure to look to and to confide in. Mm -hmm. They both loved each other so much. Mm -hmm. And him basically chasing down his nephew when he didn't even know it this whole time, that hurt him so bad. And also topics within Black or Afro Latinx or Latinx communities of gun violence as well. That kind of struck a chord with me. I don't know if anybody else would think this, or at least people who were outside of those communities would, but... I'm sorry, I'm laughing. I'm, I'm laughing, oh, not... I, I know this is very serious, um, but I'm only laughing. Uh, it's funny because it's true, um, but it's also kind of like, I, I just imagine someone watching this and seeing that moment where Aaron gets shot, and it's just like, of course the black uncle gets shot! <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure Uncle Ben got shot too, but it's just like this moment that feels like what? Of course, what? Uncle Does Ben he... did get shot. Yeah, it's <laughs> like what? Does... He need to get shot, really? I get like he's shot. the prowler and he he gets shot. Uh, I just imagined that, so that's why I started laughing. But anyway, all the black people in the theater get up and be like, "This some old bull." <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, so they had to keep the getting shot part. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, but I don't know. I, I just thought about that. Right. Especially with the whole dynamic of if you are a black cop, that's kind of like a double-edged sword where you want to give back to your community, but you're also kind of seen weirdly. And perhaps that played a part in the divide between Aaron and Miles's father. So, you know, it's just a thought that I thought about. Mm-hmm. Just having gun violence there. Yeah, that is a... Uh, yeah. Because I guess you don't really think about it when it's Peter, but when it's Miles, it has a heavier weight to it because of what our communities have seen. behind it, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Just a thought. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a, that is a, a valid thought. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to... I feel like there's something that we're missing. I feel like there's something that I wanted to talk about, but I, like, am... Everybody's favorite cool hip teen, Gwen Stacy. I don't know. <laughs> that wasn't the theme. I know. Um, <laughs> I wanted to latch on, but since I'm not, I can't remember right now. Let's just get into dislikes. Did you want to talk about dislikes or something that perturbed you or something that you know? I mean, um, I, don't, I don't. We're not trying to like shoot down people, but I mean, you know, I mean, no movie is hundred percent per exactly. perfect. Exactly. Yeah. So if there's anything that like caught your eye, that's I'm staring like, oh, at this you, is weird. princess and the frog i love you but you know what you did mm. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> if i could finger snap i would but i can't i just remembered okay this may be the thing that i wanted to talk about um because uh we kind of talked about the film previously before recording and you brought up this moment and I know this isn't, maybe it's not necessarily a theme, but kind of a metaphor. Oh, Miles rising? Yes, Miles rising. In the script, that's what it says. He says yes. he's not falling, Miles is rising. Yes. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, that's a very beautiful moment because Miles, as you know, he has this, um, he can turn invisible and he can do it on command later. Mm-hmm. He can't do it on command at first. It's kind of tied to his teen anxiety nervousness, mm-hmm. which is really fun not like it's fun to be anxious, but I mean it's fun that it's tied to that because it's just like the superpower power visual meta- metaphor for um, like being anxious and nervous and just like teen anxiety. Yeah, not in really general. having full control yeah, not over your contro- body. Yeah, not having control of your emotions. Yeah, exactly. Because you're kind of just figuring things out, and yeah, his powers uh, coinciding with that is it's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, it's brilliant. It's I love it. Fun it's way. really great. It goes back to the puberty thing. And guess, he can turn piece. he can turn invisible and stick to and things, he, and he, like and he can stick to things. And he can like stun a things with his electricity. So when he's just feeling really, really tense, he'll stick and he can't unstick until he's calm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm just thinking about the moment where Peter's like, unstick and he's like, just what just relax. What are you doing? Relax. <laughs> and he's like, and then Peter B. Parker's just like, I, I can't believe this. <laughs> really great moment mm-hmm. in Alchemex and they're trying to steal mm-hmm. info from Doc Ock. Mm-hmm. <gasps> and, and I think the, um, what you brought up uh, while we were talking was that moment uh, in Miles is Rising, that yeah. portion, um, when he is um, kind of like, he's... He's ready to go back. You know, he's gone from hell and he's coming back and he's like, you know what? I could do this. What's up, Danger? Yeah, exactly. This moment where he like finds a Spider-Man costume and makes it his own. He spray paints it. Mm -hmm. Um, Really taking um, the love he has for Uncle Aaron with him by using that. mm -hmm. To be honest. Yes. And Miles is, he's on the building. Mm -hmm. He's sticking to it and is basically about to take his leap of faith. Because that's the other really big theme of the film, Mm -hmm. that you don't really know what's going to happen. You just have to put yourself out there and take Mm -hmm. that leap of faith to do the things that you feel that you need to do Mm -hmm. for yourself. So Miles takes that leap of faith literally Mm -hmm. and jumps off a building to practice his web swinging to show that like, hey, I can do this, I can. Mm -hmm. But the really beautiful thing about it is that We've seen, uh, if you haven't seen the film, like in the trailers and in those that have watched it, Mm -hmm. in the trailer, like they do a close up of his hands and the glass breaks on the building that he's sticking to when he lets go. Yeah, this is, it's a cute and beautiful moment, but like the. He's still nervous. Yeah, the metaphor. Even before he even took that leap. Mm -hmm. And it paints this really nice picture that. Yeah, like people say the whole leap of faith thing and it makes it sound like it's easy, but it's not. You're still going to be doggone scared, Mm -hmm. but be like Miles and just do it no matter how scared you are. And you never know, like something amazing will come from it. And Miles is able to have control of his powers, swing through uh, New York and he can do this. He can go help his friends take down Kingpin and get them all back home. Mm-hmm. It's just really beautiful. Yeah, it's such a great, beautiful moment. And... But also with the combination of using the song What's Up Danger, What's if up you danger? listen to the lyrics, mm-hmm. they really encapsulate... Well, they kind of encapsulate somebody who's just badass, mm-hmm. but it's very powerful and just makes you want to go jogging or do a flip. <laughs> I don't know. You're like... <laughs> What's what's a line in the song? He's like, I like tall buildings so I can leap off of them. I, um, 
he's like something I I like have a, a slumber party with all my foes so I can, you know, get back at the lair or something. I don't know. Hey, Wayman popping in just to throw a quick reminder about the Black and Animated Facebook group. We hope to build a community where we can share resources, events, and answer any questions you may have. Get involved by going to Facebook.com and searching for Black and Animated. So why don't we just roll into things that we didn't like? Um, there isn't really too much to discuss on that front, in all honesty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a pretty good 9.9 out of 10 for me Mm. and i only say 9.9 because there's just one little thing that i was like "Eh, that could have been better and my my gripe was just i'm not sure why they went full-on anime with penny parker Mm -hmm. that was i was gonna or rather no i understand why but it's like just because you can doesn't mean you should Mm -hmm. to quote an undertale Mm -hmm. (laughs) or the concept of an undertale i I definitely feel like i'm uh i feel like because this was going to be kind of like my talking point too um which is like i can see why you would because it's um you're inspired by like because the movie is inspired by comics and because this character is from a different universe and is uh based off of uh japanese cultures you'd think oh yeah okay manga anime style that would go well it's not even that deep it's not even that deep with it though for where penny parker comes from like she was in i think like this one big universe colliding comic Mm -hmm. and spider-verse sorry, right i think she was in like spider-verse just to show like a different kind of like spider person that could exist mm-hmm. and if you look her up her design isn't like that at all it mm-hmm. looks almost like fiona staples kind of art um fiona staples is the artist for mm-hmm. uh the very first couple runs of all new archie um what else uh, saga not not a hundred percent but it's similar. You're saying that in the comics, that's how she in looks. in the comics, right. yeah, kind Got of it. this realistic, just um, American style comic, <laughs> I guess. Right, Western Western style comic, I mm-hmm. guess. And yeah, that yeah. isn't to say those Japanese and those anim- anime influences aren't there. Mm-hmm. Like she, the robot or the mech that she pilots in the comic, it's heavily inspired by an Ava from Evangelion, and in the comic. Um, there's a panel where she's at school and the Ava pilot kids, Shinji, Asuka, Rei, and Kaoru, they're literally in the background, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I get it, but she, to my knowledge, please correct me if I'm wrong, dear viewers, but to my knowledge, I don't think Penny Parker lives in Japan. She's from, like, this weird neo-New York, I think it is neo-New York? I don't I don't know if it's called Neo New York. It probably is. But maybe but... maybe I'm thinking maybe I'm getting it confused something else. But I mean, it's some because... fu- it's some futuristic New York place. I mean just because she's not from the, Japan doesn't mean that she's not Japanese descended. Well, well no no that's that's not what I mean. I mean kind of introducing her with konnichiwa hajimemashite like that feels kind of I don't know it's like did you see the anime girl? <laughs> 
Th- that's that's what it means. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that Penny Parker doesn't speak Japanese with her family in private or whatever, or like in, well, not in private, but I mean like she doesn't speak Jap- Japanese. I'm not saying she doesn't speak Japanese with her family or and whatnot, mm-hmm. or with those that are those that she relates to. Mm-hmm. But it feels just like look at the anime girl, Kawaii Desu, you know. Right. And that's kind of my issue with it. Mm-hmm. Also, I feel like her story was kind of thrown to the wayside a little. Mm-hmm. Her and the three spider people that show up, the spider people that show up that are not Gwen, Gwen and Peter, Peter B. Parker, Parker mm-hmm. as a whole, don't really get the same treatment as Gwen and Peter B. Parker. Absolutely. That's a fact. Yeah. It's just a fact. Yeah. But I feel that in terms of screen time and like funniness with gags, Parker and noir. noir got a little more love mm-hmm. than Penny Parker did. Definitely. And I, had some genuine little arcs. Yeah, something that um like struck with me that kind of was a little confusing for me, but I think you kind of explained it to me before, but it kind of goes along with what you're saying now is uh this moment in the film in which uh Herb Mech that she has uh is destroyed and it's a super sad moment it's it's not completely destroyed it's just like it's unoperable um and it's this sad moment and they really hold on it for a second too yeah and it 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 played sad but it confused me because i thought okay she's it's a mech yeah. You can rebuild this thing. It's Why are like, you so sad about like this? It's like the camera is telling me to be sad. But, and I have sad feelings, right. but I can't put them here because it doesn't make sense yeah. for me to put them here. It truly feels like it was a moment that was um, either thrown in to give a little bit more of a character story to Penny, or there was a little bit more that was fleshed and it just got cut down so much that um, it, it, it kind of... It felt like they wanted to keep it in because they didn't want to lose more of that character. I don't know. It just felt very confusing for me. And there's also, you know, I've heard the 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 reasoning that it's like, oh, it was built by her dad, and um, but she ends up just building another one. Exactly. At the end. That's why I'm like, no, so I don't it understand kind of why it, this it kind of takes away was pushed. So yeah, much. it kind of takes away from the moment. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoy Penny. I really like her, mm-hmm. but I just feel I kind of wish she was treated a little better right. in the film. Mm-hmm. Like I, I want more from her, and mm-hmm. I wanted, I wanted to see her do more stuff. Even her fights kind of were lukewarm mm-hmm. when she was interacting. It was a lot of her in the mech, but not a lot of cool mech action like I was expecting. Mm-hmm. But it's what it is. Gosh, it just reminds me that I don't know uh, having an ensemble cast such as this it's hard can be very difficult especially in like a action film like this you know um adventure film i guess is a better term um like hawkeye gets thrown to the wayside all mm, the time like i definitely remember feelings i remember feeling like this when watching big hero 6 mm. uh when i don't i can't remember the name of all these characters so many people <laughs> but um go you go know, honey lemon like it just it definitely just feels like uh, in Big Hero 6, how I'm relating it, is that uh, the characters that are not, like, Hito? Baymax and Hito, <laughs> like, it feels like they're very, 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 very one note. Mm-hmm. And it's a little frustrating. I mean, it's kind of, like, understandable because it's like, okay, we can't do the backstories of every one of these characters and, like, 
uh, super develop all of them because well, we Spider- have so much time for like I, I yeah. mean Spider yeah Spider Verse does it pretty well you know like kind of introducing them but um yeah my my point is it can be it's a difficult task with an yeah. ensemble, ensemble cast yeah and and this isn't to say either that like I think that some of the Spider people are one note like Spider Man Noir while I do enjoy him he is kind of one note because yeah. he's just I don't know what colors are, and I like punching Nancy's. I mean, that's great. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's really all Spider-ham he is. Spider-Ham is wet. Uh, <laughs> that did not come out right, but <laughs> there is a moment where he... He's like, my hands are wet because I washed my hands. I was like, what? That's okay. It's like, nobody... Okay. Now I'm questioning this. <laughs> yeah. It was such a strange moment. You don't like cartoons? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, I mean, I feel like with Spider-Man 2, yeah. Spider-Ham, Spider it was definitely more just but get, a, a character that's just saying quotes. Yeah. <laughs> that, um, that's all, folks. Can you see that? Can you say that legally? <laughs> Can you say that legally? <laughs> um, um, yeah. But yeah, like, they're, the spider people that aren't the main two, like, they are one note. They are. Mm-hmm. But even with them being one note, they had screen time to do things and to be funny and to, I don't know, just to do stuff. For Penny, I don't know. I didn't, I just wanted to see more of her. Mm-hmm. It was cool seeing her build a new goober <laughs> and just eat candy and be like, I'm a cool science kid making this thing, can hotwire whatever mm-hmm. and hack into things. I'm cool and I'm like, awesome. But all right, what else do you got? Nothing? No? Oh, okay. Mm. All right, so we're nearing the end of this episode. Are there any final thoughts that you're kind of thinking on? Are there any final uh, thoughts that you're thinking of? Uh, let me see. Um, Throwing it anything? back at you. Thank you. I guess you didn't have anything to say. <laughs> there is one theme I guess I'll bring up randomly since uh, this is kind of just Oops, final sorry. thoughts. And I don't want to like extend this episode longer than it needs to be. Um, there's this reoccurrence of the number 42. And um, yeah, there's what, only a couple. Yeah, I don't know what it, it means. Did you and ever look into it? Or? I did not look into it. It's something that I just keep remembering and not <laughs> look into at all. I'm like, this is interesting. Oh well. But yeah, there's like, um, and during the opening credits, um, they show lottery balls falling from um, high above the camera and dropping onto the camera, and the number 42 lands straight on the screen. Um, and I kind of like, I, I think that's, you know, signifying probably, uh, the lottery, like, uh, Miles getting that lottery, uh, to go to the excellence school that he goes to. Um, but there's also another moment, uh, in which, uh, Miles is first, uh, using his spider powers, um, and trying to, you know, practice or whatever. And he swings into a building and lands on the ground and, uh, numbers from the building land next to him are the numbers four and two and yeah and i mean i'm sure there's are many other moments where <laughs> there are the number 42 that's on the screen um so i don't know what guide the, to the galaxy i don't know yeah i mean there's definitely hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy well, I don't that's, know if that's, that's that's what it says i don't know if that's specifically what it's referencing um because i mean why reference it so many times like it feels like the meaning of a, life that i mean that's what i don't know i feel like that's a nerd like i don't know i feel like that's just oh i looked it up that's why i said that okay just now <laughs> yeah you know you don't you don't know these things but yeah no that's something that came to mind 
um, like being a fan of uh, that story. Um, the, the median of life is the number 42, like, haha. But I don't know if that really is a re- like, I don't know. It, it very well could be yeah. with the writers being who they are. Maybe they're just like, that's funny. Yeah. And, and I guess, we relate to that. We like yeah. that. <laughs> um, and I don't know if that's like uh, an earth number or something that's being referenced. I don't know. But um, yeah, uh, I guess saying that well, at least me to saying that uh, there are a lot of Easter eggs in this film. And uh, if you watch it multiple times, you'll catch them. You will. Yeah. I really enjoy the Change the Rapper posters that are everywhere from his album. <sighs> I can't remember the name of his album, but it's pink and has a picture of him smiling with his hat on it. Mm-hmm. I remember there's a part where um, I think Miles is scrolling through his phone and mm-hmm. he's going through the contacts in his phone and you can see that uh brian michael bendens is steve ditko yeah steve ditko like his he has some uh contacts <laughs> to and then you get creators <laughs> and you get your usual stan lee cameo yes but this one is a bit of a tear jerker considering mm-hmm. uh this was recorded i believe prior to his death yes and i don't think he got to see this cameo nope he did not mm-hmm. and it was just interesting timing considering he had passed away and his cameo correlates to the death of peter parker as well saying mm-hmm. i'm really gonna miss him those are stan lee's very first words i'm really gonna miss him mm-hmm. yeah it was very very poignant and if you and if you were in the theater when that moment happened yeah. the entire theater just went oh <laughs> it's just like a moment that wasn't supposed to be as poignant or probably didn't think it was going to be as poignant as they when they created it but it hit it hit the mark and it was really great um and i guess uh continuing on with final words um because this is a huge like theme that they kind of like mentioned in the film um is exactly you you can wear the mask can wear the mask Mm -hmm. um just anyone can yeah anyone can wear the mask and it's basically kind of like going into that, um, just uh, the story or the character of like Peter Parker and even like and Miles, mm-hmm. where it's kind of like this kid who just accidentally gets give you know gets bit by the spider is given this power and kind of has to stand up and like um, become a hero. And as well as seeing that representation of Spider Man that looks like miles Mm -hmm. a biracial brown child Mm -hmm. is so important because we don't really as we said on previous episodes we don't really get characters that are just in the limelight like this Mm -hmm. and it has so many layers that you can be with miles you can be whatever you want to be you can be a Superman. You can be a Wonder Woman and not have to be white. You can be a Green Lantern and not have to be white. You know, mm-hmm. you can you can do it, and there are no limitations for you. Mm-hmm. It's just really powerful that, in addition to the, you can wear the mask. It's also like for these children of color, saying that they can rise up and do what they want to do. Very very well said. Yeah. Even though I bumbled a little bit because I do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's perfectly fine. Um, well, that was Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Um, if you say, if you've seen it, go see it again. Yeah, and if you haven't seen it, go see it again. <laughs> go see it again. 
If you eat cake, then I don't want a cake. If you eat cake, then I don't want a cake. Some cake you just want to eat. You want to eat it with ice cream. And you're not trying to pee. Yep. Thanks for listening to the podcast, everyone. To keep up with us, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Black and Animated. And be sure to listen for more episodes on blackandanimated.podbean.com and on iTunes. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are of the respective individual and do not reflect the views of our employers. Thanks, guys. Until next time, see you later. <laughs>